Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Now joining the Believe in Infield Draft Prospect Podcast, get Mr. Riley Leonard, star quarterback out of Duke, one of the highest academic institutions in the country, but really took a major step forward on the football field last year in their first year under Mike Elko, who uh, is one of the best defensive minds in all of college football, but he has one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football as well. So Riley, inviting you into the show, man. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes, especially during spring break. I know it's uh, about to get really Really uh, hectic for you with spring ball coming up soon, man. But thank you so much for joining the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely, man. So, uh, Riley, before I get into what you kind of did last season and looking forward to 2024, uh, 2023, excuse me, and all that great stuff, I kind of wanted to get a little bit of background to you as a recruit because I know I kind of looked back into your bio and you're a Fairhope guy. I know you're out of Alabama originally. So can you just talk to me a little bit about your recruitment and how ultimately you ended up at Duke? Yes, my, my recruitment process is a little different uh, because of COVID and my situation. So um, freshman year through junior year, I was really a basketball player. Okay. Uh, never really got recruited for football. Um, always loved basketball. I you know I love football, of course, too, but basketball was really kind of my thing. So, um, you know, I was working up to get offers in basketball. Junior year season ends. Um, obviously, everybody knows me as a basketball player for the most part. And I'm looking to play in the UIBL and pick up some some offers. Uh, but unfortunately, COVID happens. So I wasn't able to play in that and, and pick up those offers that I was hoping for. Um, coaches ended up finding my film uh, in, in football. And then I ended up picking up some offers for that after my junior season. Never took a visit anywhere. Never did anything like that. Uh, you know, and Coach Cut ended up finding me at Duke. And, and the rest is history. So I'm super fortunate. You know, for everything that happened, obviously, you know, everything worked out. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely different from other other recruits for sure. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K. Hack, like the name of this channel, use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, betonline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games, I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially again during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. 
It's betonline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And that background that I read in your bio a little bit, it starts making a lot more sense, man, because I started looking and obviously I know your your dad played collegiate basketball, was a really good uh, basketball player for the Citadel. I know that your uncle played at Georgetown, I believe, right? So like you come from a basketball background, obviously. Was basketball always the favorite sport growing up? And I mean, was there any time that maybe you thought, you know, maybe try to do both to a degree in college? Like, was that ever an option? Yeah, so Basketball and football, really, they were pretty split uh, growing up, but I definitely did not choose one over the other. It was kind of just like seasonal, basketball season, like basketball, football season, like football. Uh, And then some schools did uh, mention playing both. I'm not sure how serious they were about it or if they would have followed through, but, you know, some schools tried to mention playing both. Uh, I kind of wish Duke did, but that never turned out. But, yeah, it was definitely an option for some schools. So, so you know what's funny is that every son ever has those epic basketball games against their dads growing up, right? Where they go one-on-one, backing them down, doing all that type of stuff. I imagine you and your dad had to have some pretty good ones back in the day, I would imagine. Yeah, he, he stopped playing me around fourth grade whenever he would start, start losing. So we haven't played in a while because he just won't play me. His back's always hurting or some, some random excuse. But it's been a while just because he's super competitive just like me. I love it, man. I love it. And what, what was uh, what was your style as a basketball player? Were you a wing, a two guard, a shooter? Like, what was your style? Yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on who was on the court with me. Uh, being like six four in high school, you, you kind of seem like a bigger guy. But I would bring the ball up the court, and then you know, if I was with a bunch of guards, I'd play down low. So it didn't really matter to me. Uh, but in college, I think I would have been more of a two. Awesome. Awesome. And, and one thing that you mentioned, you know, getting to back to the football side, obviously, is you're, you're recruited by Coach Cutcliffe, who is, I mean, one of the greatest offensive minds, you know, not just in the modern era, but like ever, right? Like on the college level, especially. He's developed some great quarterbacks. The Manning brothers are people that obviously are talked about a ton. What was it like just kind of being recruited by a, literally a living legend on the offensive side of the football? Yeah, uh, it, it's funny because everybody's choosing as the X's and O's guys, and he is, you know, a wizard when it comes to that but the things you know I learned most from cut come from like off the field stuff he's he's truly one of like the greatest human beings I've ever been around and learned from uh everybody like on our team like the character is just so high because of him and because of Elko as well but coach coach cut really laid that foundation for a lot of us um and I learned I, I cannot be more thankful for just having that one year under him I couldn't imagine what I would learn under four but uh yeah, just one of the greatest human beings. Uh, for example, he knew everybody's on the every person on the team's entire family by name and what they did, uh, and that goes to show you like the type of man he is. He he would never like walk by somebody and not ask how their family's doing. If somebody's sick, hey, I've been praying for your family. Uh, just those little things are, are really what you know show his character. Well, and, and that's the that's the kind of people I love, man, because like there's some, I mean, there's some guys that know ball, you know, through and through, but they're kind of jerks, you know, but Cut, Coach Cut, I've never heard a single bad thing ever said about that, man. So I, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head there. And uh, Ryan, let me ask you, because, you know, you, you play one year under Coach Cutcliffe, you redshirt, obviously, and then there's a coaching change that happens. What, what was that first year like on campus? Was that a difficult transition? Like, how did you just kind of handle a little bit of the back and forth and the transition stuff? Yeah. Um, 
So I actually didn't – I wasn't able to redshirt. I ended up playing, like, <laughs> a couple a couple extra games. Um, but that transition was really different uh, because Elko kind of brought that new era vibe uh, to the entire city, really. And to be the quarterback of that new team was really, you know, eye-opening because, you know, beforehand we, we'd got to, like, a static point in, in the Duke football organization. But Elko comes in, brings a new staff in, and then there's just – whole new atmosphere a whole new vibe in the air and uh you know it was really just incredible to experience that uh going kind of from zero to a hundred three and nine to nine and four yeah uh, yeah it was it was incredible and i'm super thankful that i was able to you know kind of lead that team and how much different is this off season now compared to last because like you say you know coming off of a losing season in the transition period i know it's hard for like team morale can get a little low at times but now coming off a nine and four season just how much different is just kind of the atmosphere around the team right now yeah we're a very confident team I wouldn't say we're cocky though uh there's a big difference in that and then you know coach Feely I'm I don't know if you've heard about him but our strength coach always keeps us humble so uh (laughs) yeah uh so it's 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 a it's a lot different from last year but at the same time we're doing the same stuff but harder uh you know I compare our off-season workouts um we I'd, I'd put them up against anybody in the country. Uh, we have transfers come in all the time and, and tell us, you know, we're the real deal when it comes to workouts, work ethic. You know, I think we need to just maintain that mindset and not become complacent, you know, after a winning season. And I know, obviously, you had a lot of success in year one, nearly 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, only six interceptions, 13 touchdowns, 700 yards on the ground. Obviously, dual threat capabilities. You you showed off a, a lot of what you were able to do in year one. Just kind of – I guess in the rear view mirror a little bit, Riley, just kind of looking at what you were able to accomplish individually, all ACC type of performer, nine and four record in the first season under Coach Elko. Did it all live up to your expectations? Was it expected? Like what, what was kind of your expectations, I guess, going into your first year as a starter? Yeah, so I'm sure from the outside looking in, you know, I exceeded expectations. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I read the articles where, where I'm ranked last in the ACC, and I love to read those things, but – um, in my opinion, you know, it's it didn't exceed expectations. My my goal every year is to win the AC championship and win the national championship. And anything short of that, you know, I'm not really satisfied with. Um, and then there's so many different parts of my game I can improve on. And I'm not like a negative person, but, you know, I, I want to be, you know, the best quarterback in the ACC and the best quarterback in the country. Uh, and, and that wasn't the case this year. So my expectations for myself are very high. And then, you know, I don't think that they're unrealistic because I think I, you know, had the potential to be, uh, you know, who I'm striving to be one day. But, yeah. uh, you know, I wouldn't say this this year was bad by any means. You know, I'm, I'm very grateful for the season we had. But personally, I think, you know, I can I can do a lot better. And you bring obviously a lot to the field, like I mentioned, you know, kind of with the dual threat capabilities. I mean, if, if you weren't a good runner, you were still a like, dynamic passer like there's obviously big upside but the fact that you can also run the way you can just brings such a difficult task for defenses to stop if i had to ask you are are there some quarterbacks that maybe you modeled your game after that you looked up to a lot that you watched a lot of film of or or like some guys that you would say are like your guys at the quarterback position right uh not necessarily have i don't don't really have that many people obviously daniel jones the guy i look up to and who's a, a huge mentor for me uh there are so many things in his life that, you know, I try to try to mimic uh, just because he's such a grounded guy, doesn't do social media, doesn't get distracted by any type, any type of media at all. Um, 
but yeah, I, I just pick and choose things from certain people on and off the field. Um, there's just so many guys. Uh, so I haven't found one person that I try to mimic completely, but yeah, I pick and choose. Well, I mean, Daniel Jones is a good one, man, because he he's making over $40 million a year now, so it's not a bad spot yeah. to be in, man. Right. Have you had a – if you had a chance to talk to him in the past, like you have a personal relationship with him? Yeah, yeah. we've I've done with him uh, whenever I was a junior in high school, nice. I believe. And then, you know, he comes up to Duke all the time, and we text all the time. We, we'll hop on Zoom calls and go over pass protections and coverages and stuff like that too. So, you know, I have a, I have a really good relationship with DJ. And I, I know that, you know, being a quarterback in the offseason is, is a very critical thing, obviously, for team chemistry, team morale, like I kind of mentioned before. I mean, you're probably thrown with wide receivers on your team all offseason. You're doing the winter workout thing, obviously, kind of leading into spring ball. What are, what are some of the key things that you feel like you've been doing this offseason to go from, yeah, first year starter, great stuff, but to even take that next step as a leader in 2023? Yeah, uh, yeah, the leadership aspect is something I've, I've really – taken you know um because as a, as a true sophomore last year being my first first start you know that entire off season i was i was competing for the job and you know it's really tough to kind of earn the respect of your teammates when you don't even have the job yet sure. uh so i didn't get the you know the starting job until a couple of weeks before the season started i wasn't able to build those relationships like i wanted to uh but now being you know march you know i can work all the way up to the season and everybody knows you know kind of you know, I'm the guy that they can trust. Uh, I've I've gained more confidence in knowing that you know they'll follow me whenever I say something. Uh, yeah, and then the next thing is just bettering myself as a quarterback uh, mentally. So just doing all the like the intangible things, uh, watching more film, you know, studying the game, studying players, uh, timing, chemistry with the receivers, all those little things are kind of what takes a quarterback, you know, to the next level. And I'm, I'm glad you have a little bit of a, a spring break here so you can kind of relax and just chill with friends and do all that type of stuff. But how hard is it for you to manage all the things that you were just talking about on top of being a student at a historically great academic school like Duke? Like that's obviously a big workload on your plate. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, I really, When I first got to Duke my freshman year, I was like, oh, the classes, you know, they're not too bad. But now, you know, even being sophomore year, I'm I'm like, geez, you know, I have every kid, every kid in the class is like top in their state. Uh, so it's pretty tough uh, to balance. Um, you know, even the coaches will come in and be like, you, you have how many papers do you this week? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's pretty tough. But, um, you know, I, I really can't complain with the situation I'm in. You know, even though it's tough, what gets me through the day is knowing that, you know, millions of kids would love to be in my position so i try not to you know complain too much i love it man and obviously things are about to get you know real again real quick obviously with the spring ball right around the corner and then before you know it you'll be in fall camp and ready for the season and everything uh, how looking forward to it are you to just kind of get those pads back on and to get back into like that normalcy of like everyday football structure yeah uh it's, it's not too hard for me to to get back into it i'm always itching to put the pads back on obviously lifting weights is fun but you know i like to get out there and compete sling sling the ball around so uh i think all of us just feel that way we're we're super excited uh got a lot of confidence uh and we're gonna roll in the next year you know full speed ahead 
And, and one thing that I think, um, and this is just my assumption, Riley, so please, you know, disagree with me if, if I'm a little off on this one. But Mike Elko, obviously, being the great defensive mind he is, it really seemed like he kind of untapped some more potential out of guys like Shaka Hayward, who was a great player before the season, but he had a phenomenal year. Dwayne Carter's a defensive tackle that's kind of on my radar already as kind of that penetration-style player and super physical. How much did it help you to be able to play against those types of defensive players every day in practice and really kind of test your test your abilities against so much future NFL talent on that side yeah the, the first thing you said starting with coach Elko he's going to bring the, the best side of you every single day like yeah. you're not going to slip up around coach Elko um just because you know his intensity and love for the game is somebody that you really just want to play for and do good for um you know he's like the hardest worker in the building so we just kind of want to show him that we care and we respect his hard work and we want to play for him and then, you know, playing against these defensive guys like Shaka Hayward, Dwayne Carter, uh, Darius Jordan, there's just so many on that side. You know, it makes me a better player every day. And and the, the thing that I like most about them is, like, after practice, we'll go back and, like, we'll talk about, um, you know, what happened, what coverages. Darius and I, like, I tell him what he can do to make my job harder, and he'll tell me what I can do to make his job harder. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll discuss different tendencies. And that's that's really, like, the culture we have at Duke. Uh, everybody's family, uh, everybody loves each other. But at the same time, when we get out on that field, like we're going to compete and we're going to try to beat each other every single day. So, uh, yeah, just having those guys on the defensive end that I can look up to, you know, these older guys has really kind of transformed my game from being like timid to, you know, being confident and, and just really just going out there and playing ball. And you already answered this question a little bit, Riley. So, you know, I guess it'll kind of be, you know, kind of just reemphasizing what you said earlier, but just kind of talking about 2023 goals now and what things that you want to accomplish from a individual perspective, from a team perspective. Obviously, it's a much different vibe this offseason because coming off a nine and four record, a lot of the ACC schools and other schools on your schedule, like you'll have a little bit more of a target on your back as far as like that's a legitimately good football team, right? But what are some things that you really want to accomplish in 2023 to make it a successful one in your opinion? Yeah, uh, I mean, really just ACC championship and then the national championship. But, you know, I think that we're, we're in a position to really win the ACC championship. As far as like personal goals go, I think, you know, if we win the ACC championship, I'd have played an all right season. So that, that kind of would have, fallen you know in line within itself but you know I don't I, I really try not to think about the personal goals too much uh you know obviously they cross your mind every once in a while and I don't think that that's very good as a, as a quarterback and a leader of a football team I think you should keep the team first uh even though I do have those thoughts sometimes try to keep myself grounded and not talk about them too much but uh yeah just win the AC championship uh, I, I think if we do that then there would be so many guys that will have the opportunity to play at the next level and that's really just you know all my job is to do is play my best, get wins, and help guys, you know, achieve their dreams. So, you know, that's that'd be the best thing. And I know that you have some good players on the offensive side of the football as well. I don't want to mit, like miss guys like Graham Barton and a couple of the wide receivers you have. But if you could highlight just a couple of the who you feel like are the better – I don't want to say better players because that sounds like you're leaving people off. But some of the more impactful players coming back on your offensive side of the football, who are a couple of those guys that you want to highlight? Yeah, really everybody on the offensive line is going to be extremely good. we got some really good transfers. But as far as, like, returning starters, Jacob Monk, Graham Barton on the offensive line, those guys are studs. And, you know, obviously everybody else is too. And then at the receiving end, uh, the older guys, 
the guys that are going to be like draft eligible next year and really try to get out into the league are you know guys like Jalen Calhoun, uh, Eli Pankle. Uh, there are a lot of older guys, you know, that I'm, I'm super excited to see at the next level. I love it, man. And then obviously, you know, I'm kind of putting this one out here, Riley, on you for, you know, because I think that whether you end up in the 2024 NFL draft or 2025 NFL draft, you know, whatever it ends up being, obviously I think that I'm a, you know, I think that you obviously have an NFL future and I'm a big fan of your game. So kind of the last question I have for you, and it's, 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 I know it's going to be tough for you because we don't know exactly when you're going to be coming out and all that, those details, right? But just knowing the fact that, you know, you, you go from a kid that w- was maybe mo- a little fo- more focused on basketball in high school to just a few years later that you might have an NFL future, just how grateful are you for, you know, potentially having that opportunity? And, and what type of blessing would that be ultimately for you if you did get that opportunity? Yeah, it'd mean the world to me. Uh, obviously faith is something that that plays a huge part of my life so um you know i i just trust jesus christ whatever i do uh wake up every day and you know thank him for my situation and before every game you know i I just try to talk to him and tell him you know i trust you whatever happens you know if if football is not you know your plan for my life then it's not your plan for my life and you know i'm gonna live by that uh if it is you know thank you uh but uh yeah you know i'm never i'm never really gonna you know, look too far ahead. I'm just going to stay grounded in my faith uh, every day. You know, thank him for just really waking up. And, and whether that's playing football or not, you know, you know, I'm grateful. Love it, man. I love it. Again, joined by Riley Leonard, star quarterback out of Duke. Make sure to keep an eye on number 13 this year and the rest of the offensive firepower that they have and always some good defensive players that you can expect under Mike Elko. So, Riley, I appreciate it again, man. You take a little bit of time during spring break and everything, brother. Wishing you the best of luck this season. And just want to thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.